0: This is episode number 116 with Hank Kanitz. Welcome to Transform Talks, the only podcast that cuts straight through the hype and noise on supply chain transformation. I'm Maria Villablanca, the CEO and co-founder of the Future Insights Network. Join me as I uncover the stories and delve deeper into the topics that really matter to you. We all know that an effective supply chain is key to unlocking competitive advantage. Now, Most companies and executives are tasked with upgrading their supply chains to become more agile, hyper-efficient and resilient. But the question is, where do you even start to look when trying to optimize a modern-day supply chain? Well, most companies are guilty of having tunnel vision and focusing on their downstream supply chain in the hopes of becoming more customer-centric. In this episode, Hank Kanitz, VP of Industry Solutions at Neulogy, joins me to discuss why it's time for supply chain leaders to focus more on the upstream supply chain and why they should stop applying single enterprise solutions to multi-enterprise problems. Hank has held leadership positions with startups, mid-sized companies, Fortune 100 companies across multiple industries and has worked for a number of solution providers from Oracle, SAP to Steel Wedge, Legility and GT Nexus. He's now the VP of Industry Solutions of Newlogy, one of the leading providers of multi-enterprise solutions. Hank and I always have fascinating conversations, so I'm very much looking forward to sharing this one with you. So let's get started. Hi, Hank. Welcome so, to, to Transform Talks. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here.
1: It's always great to, uh, to talk with you, Maria. We always have great conversations. Thanks for having me. Well you know what we're going to be chatting
0: today about a number of different things i mean you've got a, a wide array of, of experience don't you working in many fields uh and in the supply chain industry in all sorts of industries but i want to talk to you a little bit about the supply chain industry today maybe maybe we can start there i mean it's 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 a difficult time isn't it i mean we've got disruption galore it is i'm i'm sure all there have been times that have been difficult, but maybe tell me a little bit about how you're feeling about how the industry has changed in the last 18 months, for better or for worse.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, the interesting thing about disruptions is they just keep coming, right? It, it, you just never know what's going to be around the next corner. I was, I was uh, reading a, uh, uh, an article recently about risk in the supply chain. And you would think with COVID, that would represent a big portion of the risk that we have today. Yeah. But, but in reality, it's, it's only about 8% of, really? of the total total risk. Yeah. And, and that shocked me because I'm, I was thinking, well, no, it's got to be more than that. But with everything else that's going on in the supply chain today, from hurricanes to floods to fires to y- you name it um it's 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 amazing that that we actually get product to market i think sometimes the complexity of the supply chain is not slowing down um and most supply chains are getting longer and longer so they're being exposed to more opportunities for disruption um you know speed continues to increase uh, and that's because uh, of customer expectations and and because of competition um uh, so it, it's an interesting time, and I think, you know, if you look over the last eighteen months or the last, you know, few years, there's probably been more change in the supply chain. That's uh, kind of a tricky thing there. More change in the supply chain uh, than there has been probably in the last ten years or fifteen years. You know, I've I've been doing this for quite a long time, and uh, yeah, it's 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 an exciting time to be in supply chain.
0: You know what I love I, I, I love what you just said there because. It is an exciting time. And I think that one of the things that separates supply chain professionals from others is that we thrive during times of change and disruption and crisis. Uh, you know, I think it makes the profession better. But you're absolutely right. There isn't sort of just one disruption. This is, you know, the era of disruption. We are we are. This is what we're getting now. So look, can I go back to the point that you raised about risk, you know, about mm-hmm. the, the the covid element of risk? Um, So what's the biggest challenge for supply chains today?
1: Yeah, you know, when you can't predict something, right? We can't predict uh, uh, COVID. We can't predict a lot of the things that happen to us, even some of the customer demand. Uh, When you can't predict something, you have to be able to sense, analyze, and respond quickly. Uh, either that or you build piles of inventory all over the place, and that's not sustainable. Um, so it, it, it's, really, it's really about being able to sense both internally, downstream, uh, customer demand, uh, what's happening, how are things changing uh, from a customer demand standpoint, and upstream, what, thing, what things are going wrong or what things are changing in your upstream supply chain. Uh, having that information near real time at your fingertips having the tools to analyze that you know your your what if scenarios and simulations uh, and then being able to quickly execute to respond to changes that happen uh, are critical and I I think we're we're still at the early stages of being able to do that in the supply chain And, and, and I think COVID in particular uh, kind of lowered the water level a little bit, right? And and the boat is is getting uh, stuck on a lot of rocks, and we're understanding that there's problems that we have to address to be able to uh, to to be able to make us more agile and resilient uh, to large disruptions and large changes. So, how do we do that,
0: though? How do we how How does one do that?
1: Yeah, <laughs> hmm. I, I I think you know if you look at Um, What we've done over the last 10 years, uh, 10, 15 years, we've made a lot of investments in what I would call to be foundational type capabilities. We've put in ERP systems, we've put in uh, advanced planning systems, but most of that has been internal, uh, internal to the company. Uh, You're looking at your own plants, you're looking at your own warehouses, maybe you're bringing in a little bit of information from the outside. Uh, But we we really haven't done a lot of work uh, around the downstream and upstream side of it. And we all know, uh, you know, the the weakest link in the the supply chain is where you're going to end up having problems. Um, And with the speed that's that's, uh, increasing, some people say that to to be in business in 10 years, you're going to need to increase your clock speed by 10x. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to have competitors who do that and, and they're going to and they're going to gain the, the And you won't see them
0: coming products. and you won't and you won't see them coming either.
1: Yeah. So. So, you know, with this increase in speed, the the, the human is no longer able to uh, to keep up. Right. You're not you can't keep up with manual processes, with spreadsheets, phone calls, emails. Um, and, 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 and brute force of looking on all the information coming in, let's say from your upstream supply chain. Um, it, it's, it's interesting that human, the human five senses can absorb a lot more data than the human brain can actually process. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an order of magnitude much more. So we can be sensing all this stuff, but we can't actually process it. And, and so it's a combination of getting that near real-time information uh, and 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 applying some artificial intelligence, machine learning uh, to that information coming in. So the, I mean, machine learning and artificial intelligence is great at looking at big amounts of inventory or uh, inventory information, Data. yeah, and, and, and sorting through it and coming up with those you know nuggets of of really useful and key information. Um, how how we get there? Uh, I I think we um, I, I, I do believe that uh, the capabilities are there. Uh, uh, in some areas, there may be a little bit more mature than others. I think downstream into the customer uh, side of, of supply chain, we probably have done a little more work there. Uh, well, talk I, about I was just going to ask you, you that.
0: Well, I was yeah. just going to ask you that. Do you think that perhaps maybe in organizations we're a little bit too fixated on the downstream side of uh, supply chain and maybe look less at the upstream side? Has been less investment? Has there been... Uh, I don't know, maybe less time spent in that area?
1: It, it, I, I do. And, and I think, you know, companies think about getting your, your house in order first, right? You, you kind of have to have capabilities in place uh to to uh, manage your own business and then you start looking downstream to your customers because you 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 want to provide good customer service you want to provide high fill rate rates on time deliveries and things like that so you want to you want to delight your customers so so that makes yeah. sense uh and so we have spent more time looking at how do we bring in point of sale information how do we sense demand changes through social media, even, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But we haven't spent much time on the upstream. Uh, we haven't spent much time uh, uh, figuring out how to collaborate more effectively with, with key suppliers, with outsource uh, manufacturers. Mm-hmm. A lot of these br- big brand companies today uh, are, are outsourcing more and more of their uh, production and packaging uh, to partners. Because uh, they want to specialize in, in certain areas or they want to try to uh, uh, increase their speed to market. Uh, they have a little more flexibility with some partners. Uh, they want to reduce their, their capital assets. Uh, and so they're outsourcing that. And on average, some of the, uh, the brands are, are, you know, are outsourcing 25 to 30% of their total uh, manufacturing. But, but, but they're still but managing they also- relationships.
0: Well, I was just going to say, are they outsourcing and sort of closing their eyes a little bit and sort of just expecting the finished good and not necessarily looking deep, deep within, you know, for the damp- for the upstream process.
1: Yeah, so I, I would say some of the uh, some of the companies uh, have taken the approach of, hey, I give you an order, uh, I don't want to know about it until until you, you you send me the product. And the problem with that is is things are changing all the time. Your customer is demanding new things all the time uh your supply chain uh your supply upstream supply chain is changing all the time so by from when you give them the order to to when you're expecting it things can happen um and and so there's there is a little bit of that uh i think part of it is we just haven't it's 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 kind of an immature area every every big uh brand company that we're talking to uh are, think, are thinking about it, right? They're, they're 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 putting their strategy in place. They're trying to understand the problem. They're trying to understand how do I address that problem. Uh, but there hasn't been uh, a, a lot of uh, there haven't been many companies that have actually uh, executed on on trying to uh, on well, doing you know something what, to
0: you know what my next question is going to be, then? Why?
1: Yeah, yeah. I I, I think. I think there's a com- there's a combination of things. I think there's more solutions for single enterprise. There's mm-hmm. not as many solutions for multi-enterprise. I think it's an easier problem to solve single enterprise than multi-enterprise. Mm-hmm. Multi-enterprise, you end up having a lot of moving parts. You have to work collaboratively with your with your partners. You have to figure out a way to get to a win-win situation. So there has to be there has to be benefit for all parties to do this. You can't put all the onus, let's say, if you're a brand, on, on your supplier and expect them to be um, happy about it.
0: <laughs> but, but you know um, what? I mean, there are increasing pressures, right? You know, huge macro trends uh, to become more sustainable, to become more um, transparent in supply chains. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't think many suppliers are going to have much choice. They're going to have to look at their, you know, collaborative processes with their suppliers uh, to be able to get more visibility on that upstream process, right?
1: Absolutely, and and I think uh, not only the, the the sustainability, which is huge, and I mean we've all seen the pictures of. Uh, you know, we can't get the product in the store, but there's uh, crops uh, rotting on, uh, you know, in the fields, mm-hmm. and and, and uh, farmers are dumping milk because they can't get, that, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. So, so, you know, sustainability is huge, and when you when you're outsourcing more and more of your production, uh, you really need to have insights. You need to be able to have near real time information. Uh, to minimize the amount of waste, uh, yeah. to minimize the amount of inventory you need to hold, uh, because anytime you hold inventory, you end up potentially distressing that inventory. Mm-hmm. Um, but not only that, uh, I was reading a, uh, an article recently, and they said that, uh, you know, y- we've all seen this recently, where, you know, cyber attacks, right? Ransomware, uh, companies, oil, uh, oil pipelines getting shut down, meat packing plants getting shut down, um, 50%, and this shocked me as well, 50% of all of these attacks are originating through partners. So Whoa, they're coming a, in a big... through a partner system into your Whoa. system. And, and so in the upstream supply chain, it's it's a common practice to provide your supplier a portal into your mm-hmm. into your ERP system. So they're coming in through those portals. They're coming in. I've even heard where uh, brands will give a supplier a laptop to enter data into into their ERP system, and so they're coming in through well, that through that. Well, are you surprised? Are you
0: are you surprised? I mean, it's like giving a number of people keys to your house, and then wondering why you, you know you're getting your, some some stuff's missing, um, so- or leaving...
1: Yeah, or leaving your your Wi Fi, you know, unprotected, and then you wonder why your neighbors are using it, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so okay. So, you, you we talked about mega trends like sustainability and so forth, but there's a security consideration. I think you know one of the things I think I think that a lot of times we are so focused as supply chain people on, I mean, rightly so. Don't get me wrong, on our customer, on the financials, on inventory on logistics, on all these problems, disruption, et cetera. We don't talk a lot about security. Maybe it's because it's the security guy's problem. But if we're the ones that are opening up the door to all these suppliers and we don't have that visibility and we don't have that transparency, then we're the ones letting them in.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And I think it's because uh, we've, we've tried to apply single enterprise solutions to a multi-enterprise problem. So talk to me
0: a little bit more about that. Talk to me about this, the, the single enterprise versus multi-enterprise and, and what what are the key differentiators and, yeah. and benefits of going to the system?
1: Yeah, so when you think about it, uh, an analogy I, I like to use is, you know, back in the day, right, when, when we had uh, Rolodex or we had uh, uh, your, your contacts kept on your computer, when you would have to, uh, when you made a change to that, you only saw that, right? It was mm-hmm. a, It's a single, single enterprise. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a one-to-one uh, mm-hmm. type system. Uh, with the advent of things like LinkedIn and Facebook, you can go out and update your information and, and all of your contacts have access to that and vice versa. So mm-hmm. a single enterprise solution, especially when they start talking about supplier portals and things like that, it's a one-to-one relationship. Yeah. Uh, so when you, think yeah. about it, you think about it from the uh, supplier side, some of these contract manufacturers will have 10, 15, 20 different customers. If, if they're required to have a one-to-one relationship with 15 or 20 different customers, that means they have to log into 15 or 20 different systems and you know, pound the data into the, each one of these systems. Uh, it puts, like I said, it puts the onus on, on, on the supplier. And these, these systems tend to be a direct link, right? The security risk into, into your enterprise systems. Mm-hmm. The difference with a, with a multi-enterprise supply chain business network is it, it is a many-to-many. And most of it, it is a network. So it is a, it's a hosted network. Uh, y- you have a connection to it. I have a connection to it. Anybody else has a connection to it. It comes into a central location from that location. Uh, the information is shared to, to the appropriate parties. So you have one connection, no matter how many customers you have, you have one connection, no matter how many suppliers you have, mm-hmm. and it's hosted uh, and, and secure. So there isn't any, there isn't a direct link into your enterprise systems. It's coming through filtered and, and, and secured through a, through a network. And that's a big so, difference.
0: And, and, and do many companies adopt a multi-enterprise system or, or are they all still on single ones?
1: So it's it's very uh, early, right? Uh, there, there are companies that are doing this. There are companies that are finding huge value in, in uh, a multi-enterprise type uh, uh, platform that, that gives you near real-time data visibility and it gives you uh, cross company process collaboration. And, and I think, I, you know, the data visibility is key because you, you, again, speed, right? Speed is everything. If you have to wait to the end of the day to get your updates, uh, you, could, you could maybe miss uh, the ability to be able to respond to those updates. But if you're getting those updates every five minutes, and you realize there's a problem, I'm a brand, and I realize there's a problem at at my supplier, Uh, a machine went down, I I just, I I have that much more time to respond. I have that much more time to work with my customer, my retailer to say, Mm -hmm. is it okay if we send you 50% now and 50% in a couple of days when my supplier comes back up and, you know, it gives Mm -hmm. you a lot more options. Um, But but yeah, it's still very early on. Uh, The more mature companies are starting to realize that uh, the multi-enterprise platform is the way to go. It mm-hmm. it it, 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 it uh, minimizes the amount of interfacing you need at your supplier and 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 at your company. It gives you uh, that real-time consolidated view across all of your suppliers. So let's say you have um, you have multiple suppliers that can make a product. but one supplier goes down, and you just move the move the demand uh, over to another supplier. Um, you know uh, for for instance
0: you know i just can't see how like you can stay competitive without moving towards something that can help you with agility and it from the sounds of it it also builds resilience it gives you visibility um and i think that the era that we're living in is calling for this type of this type of system really this type of methodology what are the um you know, Do you think that the supply chain professional, him, him or herself, the person listening to this right here, what, what challenges are they facing in the next couple of years, and how could the multi-enterprise system benefit them?
1: Yeah, I, I, I really think, I, I believe that speed is going to be the major challenge. How do we, how do we speed up, how do we increase the clock speed? Of, of the supply chain to meet the market's uh, clock speed. And, and do, we, do we build buffers of inventory? Do we throw a bunch of manpower at it? Uh, or, or do we take a maybe a little bit smarter approach and, and build in uh, the capabilities to give us near real-time information and the smarts to be able to look at that information uh come up with the uh with the, what's really important and, and and then be able to to act on that so when you think about the amount of data uh in the supply chain uh some people say it's up to where, upwards of 75 80 percent of the data in the supply chain originates from outside of your company so it's critical it's critical that that we figure out how to get both downstream and upstream data into into our systems that we've built. Uh, some uh, a lot of companies have built out very robust uh, advanced planning solutions, but yeah. most are only looking at internal data. What you need to be able to do is look at that upstream data and 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 look at your partners' facilities as being uh, just an extension of your company, being an ex- and and having that data come in into your advanced planning system uh, to allow you to do uh, what if scenarios and simulations and uh, available to promise, uh, capable to promise type uh, analyses, not only for your internal plants and facilities, but for your internal and external. Uh, and if, you, if you're able to do that, uh, you will be able to increase your clock speed significantly. And I, and I think that's gonna be the key uh speed but it's speed speed.
0: yeah but you know what it's not just speed though is it hank it's also resilience and agility you know what i mean because speed is going to give you that competitive advantage that you're looking for which is absolutely (sighs) important and it's going to keep you uh you know hopefully keep the wolves at bay you know the disruptive uh, more agile businesses at bay but it will help you you know navigate disruption won't it
1: yeah, because, well, you know, speed feeds right into agility. Ag- agility is the how quickly can you change? How, can, how quickly can you respond to, to yeah. something in your supply chain? Uh, so uh, if you have near real time information, you can you can change much quicker. You can respond much quicker. You can be more agile to change. Uh, if you have near real time information, uh, when a disruption happens, uh, you can uh, basically um, uh, rebound uh, from yeah. from that disruption. So think, think about resilience as as a supply as a rubber band. When when a disruption happens, that rubber band gets stretched. Your your whole organization gets yeah. stretched. Yeah. And so, how quickly can you get back to that unstretched? Uh, 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 more comfortable uh, state. Zone. Yeah, right. yeah. And, 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 and so having, having better information will help you become more resilient as well well
0: Hank that's all the time that we have I want to thank you for being part of Transform Talks being here with us and sharing your experiences
1: I always enjoy talking with you Maria we always have great conversations so uh, thank you for having me
0: well thank you very, very much we'll see you next time Thanks for joining us today at Transform Talks. I hope you found this valuable. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe, comment, and share. I'll see you at the next one.